All right, Couples Therapy Podcast, episode 28. Hey, y'all. It's 28, right? Bruce, don't do this. <laughs> anyway, it's 28 because <laughs> I said it's 28. So, episode 28, We it's funny because I know y'all know. She don't never know because she don't. Because I don't keep she track. She don't put in the hard work. I came. I, I showed up. My mic's here. My headphones are on. I'm not sleep. Progress. Anyway, so episode 28, um, we got on our BET, our normal recording ritual. Yep, yep, yep. It is a good evening because Boomerang is on. Yep. Great movie to watch while you're recording. Great soundtrack, by the way. Really good soundtrack. The soundtrack of all soundtracks, I think. Um, it what? was a it was a debate on Facebook about that about uh, black movie soundtracks, and I think Boomerang led the pack. And it was crazy because before that, you can't lose when you have Tony Braxton, Babyface, uh, Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest was on it. Yes. What song? Hot sex on the platter. Oh. Bang 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 bang. True. True. Hard song. Where you at? Um, that's the song that played when Robin Givens came in the building. Oh. And then Tony Braxton, Love Should Have Brought You Home Last Night. Come on now. That's my jam. The that's your favorite line. The background vocals on that song are everything. Aspiring background singer over here. Um, that was always my dream. <laughs> Literally, I told my mom when I was younger, I was like, I want to be a background singer. That way I can still like travel and tour and sing for a living and make money, but I also could still like go to the mall and nobody know who I am for real, for real. I mean, Anthony Hamilton started off as a background singer. Yeah. I feel like Jill this girl that I went to church with is a background no. singer. She sings for Kirk Franklin. They're on tour right now. And she lives a regular life but she gets to sing for a living and her husband is a piano player who plays for famous folks so back to black movie soundtracks yep 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 that would be actually a really really good topic now that i think about it um just to kind of put y'all on game ahead of time here another black great soundtrack because you was just humming um let it flow by yeah, uh, Tony, Braxton. Tony Braxton. That was on the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. Another great soundtrack. Yep, yep. Um, that one was classic. Cause of Whitney and uh, Count on Me the Thick. Whitney and CC Winans. That was on that? Yes. No, it was. Yes, it was. Shoop. 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 So what was. Ca- I shoop, thought Count shoop, on Me shoop, was up there shoop, too. Shoop. Okay, hold on. I could have sworn that was up there. Why would you not just go to Spotify? Anyway, another one that was on there was uh, the TLC joint. That was a classic. Um, Sitting Up in My Room by Brandy. Oh, my God. That bass on that joint. Bang, dum, bang, bang, boom, boom. That joint was crazy. Um, Wait to exhale. That soundtrack was ill. Um, yep, it was on the way. Because me and my cousin sung this. Don't be afraid. At a, um, we sung this at a women's uh, thing. It was like we were like Youth Eastern Stars. We sung Count On Me at a women's fellowship thingy. Oh, well, anyway. That was my jank. It was a, it was definitely a good song, though. Um, I know sometimes. Let it flow. Cece Wine and Whitney She's Houston voice together is just pure This is how it worked by magic. TLC. I didn't remember that being the name of it, but. This is how it works. What is that? Don't play the whole thing. We ain't got no money for that. 
Kissing hot Oh yeah Very very good song Very very good song What else had a good soundtrack? Juice If you didn't know Don't be afraid Um, Is it good to you? Is it good to you? That joint crazy. What else had a good soundtrack? Uh, no, the ledge by Rakim. Um, uh, the movie when they robbed the bank, set it off. Yeah, set it off. With Invoke, good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Invoke. Yeah. Oh, they some singing girls. Um, what else had good soundtracks, babe? Um, all I hear in my head is, "What's it gonna be?" Oh, the preacher's wife. Duh. Yeah. That might oh be the best. My, God. my mama played that think, joint till it broke. I really, really think that's my number one. That might be the number one. Cause um, you got gospel music on it too. Uh, so you can't beat what's that. What's the song that Kelly Price song? Hayes on to the throne. Yes. Yes. I've been wanting to sing that song for the longest. I Let love that you, song. Your music, yeah. I love, love, love. We might do it for Black History Minister Month. Minister of Music, yeah. We might do it for Black History Month. Very, very good oh, soundtrack. I love that song. I feel like some so Tyler beautiful. Perry joints had some good soundtracks on it too. I think uh, Medea's Family Reunion had a decent one. What was the but, one with Mary J. Blige that they were playing all the time? Mary J. Blige. She sang at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was the one with Taraji P. Henson. Oh, uh, Love and Basketball had a good one too. Oh, yeah. Love and Basketball soundtrack was you iconic for that one song. Me. Tell me why. I know this movie has a good soundtrack, but I never heard it. But what? I know for a fact I got a good soundtrack. Coach Carter. Yes. And you know who else had a good soundtrack? Creation. Sorry, y'all. What group is that? I don't know, but all I remember is that song there because it was so many shines. Wait, was that Coach Carter? That was Coach Carter. I'm thinking about anxiety from um, You Got Served. That was a good soundtrack, too. Oh, yeah, that was a good soundtrack. Just for Pump It Up alone. uh, And also, uh, Take Away My Anxiety. The same and the insane rivalry. No, it was the rock group. Paranoia's got brought me to my knees. The one where he was in the rain and he was. (laughs) (laughs) What you not gonna do? What are you doing? What you not gonna do is come for B2K. Anyway. Because they can do no wrong. Speaking of B2K, we're gonna come back to that. Oh my God. The tomfoolery. God, it's so crazy, bro. It's so much. Okay, so what have we been up to? Insanity. What have we been up to? Um, Let's go back to what we were supposed to be at. Let's double back to you taking your leap of faith. Yeah, so today was my last full time day at work, and I was so happy. I posted a video this morning. Y'all probably saw it. If y'all follow us on Instagram at Couples Therapy Podcast you know, on IG. Real good in that, that video. My highlight? Know, okay. Did you see my highlight? The sun was hitting you okay. right. You sun kissed. And that won't even fancy. Wait till I get my fancy beauty product. You had your, your glimmer. You, you, you were glittering. Whatever the hell. In the saying. words of the church people, I had the oil. <laughs> Ain't got no oil. But yeah, today the was my. Was um, I was literally like 20 minutes late to work. And like I told y'all this morning, I didn't care. This nigga about to go in there like Jeffrey. <laughs> I quit. I quit the 
Just jumping on you. Breaking Yo, I told you I saw the thing where the dude, he printed up some business cards and one side said, sorry for your loss. And it was a picture of him on the other side that had like the day he got hired and the day he quit. Oh, sunrise, there. sunset. I was like, bro, that's a what good a, idea. A back of the <laughs> but um, yeah, so from here on out until they find a replacement for me because where I work, like we manage properties and stuff. So it's budget season and I didn't want to leave my co-manager like hanging. So, um, I decided to work part-time there. So I'm working there in the morning from eight to 12. And then the shop that I was supposed to be working at, what that I am working at is a little bit behind on construction because of, Unfortunate events that happened in Virginia Beach. I don't know if y'all, um, if we even talked about the municipal center shooting on the podcast. Um, I can't recall. But y'all might have seen it on the news because I know it made national news because Bruce's mom knew about it way in Michigan before we even heard about it. In and it's literally, work. and it's literally like forty minutes away from our house, and if it's like thirty minutes away from the house, and it's literally five minutes away from the property that I manage. But um, a lot of the stuff that she had to get as far as, like, uh, inspections and stuff, all of those permits and inspection people come from the municipal center building. And because of the tragedy that happened, they had to take, like, time off work and regrouping and stuff. So that kind of put them back. And then some stuff she had to order put her back. But I went and took a tour today, and it's so beautiful. When it's open... I'll make sure I do a tour of it on our um, IG page. It's so gorgeous. It looks like a shop that belongs in LA. So it looks I'm dope excited. from the outside. So I'm pretty sure it looks great. On I'm the super excited. And the the lady that I work for, <clears throat> she just as extra as me, <laughs> and I love every moment of it. Like she's very detail oriented. So well, I'm just excited. to double back on what you were saying before about you making sure that. Um, a, they have a replacement for you before you leave, and then two, you didn't want to leave them in the bad, you know, in the heat yeah, of the season. Yeah, I don't want to burn bridges. Exactly. Word to the wise people, leave on a good note if you can, because if they like you, then if you, you did gotta something come, right. Yeah, and if, if you got to come back, they'll want you they back. they want you back. But if they don't like you, just go. Because <laughs> it don't even matter. It don't even matter for real. A lot of people didn't like me at one of my old jobs, and I was, well, because one person did, I was able to come back. What are you talking about? At beat-ups. Everybody loved you. What are you talking about? Shaved it. Oh, you're talking about the... The general manager of the store. By the time you left and came back, he was long gone. But if it wasn't... Jimmy liked you. Yeah, Jimmy did. Man, Jimmy was mad cool. But Jimmy wasn't there. So when Ed rehired me, I was marked in the system as a do not hire. Do not Damn, rehire. Bro, shave. Uh, was it shave or was it uh Steve? <laughs> no, Steve saved my job. Shave marked me when That's I left crazy, as a do bro. not rehire. You left when Shave was there? Yeah. He was still Bro, you left and came back so many times. Cause I'm nice with it. Thank you. The I'm, fact that we're together right now is unbelievable. While I'm playing, I might <laughs> For real, nigga. I got Ed on speed out this case. Some shit hit the fan, but um, anyway, though, yeah, don't burn bridges, ladies and gentlemen, because you never know when you want to go, when you're going to have to go back. And that's one thing I can say me and B are very, very good at, like between the jobs that we've had, or at least the jobs I had in Virginia Beach and between the jobs she had, 
We can go back to them at any Anyone, time. I can go back to Whole Foods if I need if I needed to. They still be asking when I go in there to pick up meat. You want to come back? <laughs> you want to do a couple shifts? <laughs> you can do. You can go back to one day a week. I'm like, I'm not coming back. Right. Unless God so, tell me. Do good work, people. Don't burn bridges. And um, don't cause no unnecessary drama. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's just, it makes an uncomfortable work environment. I'm telling y'all, I was working at my company for a year and a half before I got my promotion. And my new supervisor greeted me like I was one of the rest of the new hires. She did not even know I worked there. That's how much I mind my business. Now, we're not even going to say that right now. We'll what? That she loves me? No, about what you had told me when it was on Oh, that she keep coming to my door waving by <laughs> and looking sad? She loves me. Because oh, I, I don't cause no problems. <laughs> so, Hilarious. Let's you did what you had to do. Respect, respect, you know what I'm saying? A little pound up. I try, I try, I um, try. So, yeah, that's that. That's that, you know. Nothing else fun we doing? Leap of faith. We're still in the midst of Ain't it. Ain't no summertime fun? I feel like, just to finish it up and close it, though. I feel like Why right you now you're a little bit more comfortable, right? <laughs> you're comfortable, right? What you mean comfortable? Because normally you'd be like, I'm nervous, I'm scared, or not even scared, but I'm nervous. Or you're saying, I'm having this a panic morning attack, I, I was have anxiety. Nervous. But now you're like all smiles. Like now I feel like your nerves are at ease a little bit because it's just, a reality. Okay. So I set myself up with a safety net of, I was like, okay, I need to do something to supplement money so that's why i signed up for instacart and then that was just taking like forever for me to be able to get in and actually get shifts i actually have two next week that i'm gonna do just to test it out and see but it's also like because i'm ahead at free time even though the shop isn't open i can take my cousins who want to get nails like three different people hit me up about getting their nails done and i'll have time to do it before the shop opens from here so you know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. Like, I'm starting it's all to starting see. To come along. Yeah, I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's also like, this you is something that I've in. been. <laughs> it's like, this Shit. is also something that I've been like praying for and asking for. And it's like, okay, so are you going to doubt your way through all of this? Or are you going to walk confidently into what it is that you want and make things happen for yourself? That's how I know. I'm just, I'm so different than. Any other person out because I'm just Why? like, I'm not worried at all. Like, I keep saying that I'm scared, but I don't feel it. Though. I'm a very anxious person. I told I you, I had a panic all. attack at work the other day. Right. And I'm like, there, like literally had to close my office door and do my breath counts. It, I don't think it's going to hit me unless something goes wrong. So I don't foresee anything going wrong and I don't want anything to go wrong. And I'm not even going to speak it into existence. So I don't feel anything negative. See. Like, everything coming from me is just positive energy about it. And I'm like, See, in my mind, go ahead and do it. Make it happen. In my mind, I can see all the ways that this can go left. And granted, I know that it will never get to that point. I'm like, what if we get evicted? But I'm just like, we have such a village around us and a cushion, and I have many options. Like, if I really needed quick money, I can call up Ed and be like, yo, I need to get in this week so I can be working next week and making money. Like, I know those options are there, but it's still kind of, you don't I don't want know, to go there. my mind plays against me sometimes, and I have to really back in, and which is why, like, when I was freaking out, I ain't called nobody, I ain't even text you and tell you about my panic attack till later that day, we was talking about something else, 
because I closed my door and I knew what I needed to do and I knew that it was just like my mind playing tricks you on me. You had a panic attack about telling your partner for real, bro. That was bro, mostly these, what it was. These niggas need to really stop. What? This damn Burger King taco. Bruh, that Burger King taco. That First had- off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's I mean, they literally just showed a commercial that With joint just cracking in his hand, just crispity, crunchity. And it had ground beef in it. The ones that I saw was a burger cut in half, put no, into a taco no, shell. No, 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 because the one that we saw. The one that you saw that I watched with you was something different. The that one that I disgusting. saw. I rather had seen a burger patty in there because that stuff that was in his taco was The trash. one that I saw before you showed me that video was a burger that they cut in half and put into the taco shell. The irony in it all is I used to tell people that Burger King used to have tacos back in the day and people didn't believe me. Why does and Burger they used King to put a tacos? slice of cheese in it, not shredded cheese. I saw a picture. I saw the picture from the 90s. They, it wasn't even from the nineties. It was from the early two thousands. Oh. Yeah, it was the early two. It was the mid two thousands. It looked grainy, so I just figured it was the nineties. <laughs> All I ever ordered from Burger King was either the chicken tenders when I was a kid or the long chicken sandwich, which is trash, mega trash. I had got one not too like a couple years ago, and I'm like, yeah, I used to get those all the time. <laughs> not they no didn't change the formula on that shit. <laughs> trash people. Don't ever, man, Burger King done fell off because me and my mom used to go to Burger King all the time. Whoppers are good. I used to love Burger Whoppers King because my nickname. BK. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Don't do that to me. But, uh, yeah. That was the corny stuff that people used to say when I worked at Beat Ups. Dudes trying way? to flirt. Oh, so your name, BK. So can I have it my way? Trash. Dude. Like, nigga, I'm not on the menu. Do you want to eat wings or not? Never mind. <laughs> You disgust I can dip me. You in sauce, some <laughs> shit like that. Trash. Stop, put me on a plate. Stop me up with. Stop me up with a biscuit. With a biscuit. <laughs> Way you have biscuits. Right. Anyway, um, so where do you want to move on next time? Next topic. Okay, let's get into the meat of it here. Because we ain't trying to be here all night with y'all folk. No, it's fine. Don't be like we that. We y'all. appreciate y'all listening, bro. We've been really thinking about y'all because. New things are still coming. If you follow us on <laughs> I Instagram, know they I know they're so tired of hearing like, us talk about this new stuff that's coming. For real, for real, because I've been like, I even text B earlier today, and I was like, "Yo, I feel like we need to send th- send something out to our faithful listeners. Like they know who they are. I wanted to send y'all like straight up DMs and be like, "Yo, this is what it is. Tell me what y'all think." He was like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, but we got to interact somehow because I know they probably, they keep saying this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Ain't shit about to happen. It is all talk. Okay. I get it. I get it. But I want to do something special for them because they, they, they ride. We can do something special for them, but we just need to make sure everything is set in stone the way we want it to be before we go out here running our mouth. I'm excited about it, though. I am, too. Because it's getting close to that yep, time. Yep, yep, Anyway, though, moving on. So the topic of today, B, if you want, you want to bring it in? Which one? The one about, uh, I never know this guy's name. Gary V? Gary V, right. Oh, the... uh. So yeah. The video? So no. Um, so I saw this video where Gary V was talking about which one was that? The one I sent you about them not knowing um, what it is that they're doing, but they always really want oh, like, to get pan- it life right. It was basically talking about like 
you know how Gary V, I don't know if y'all follow him, but he's like a business motivational speaker, mogul. His parents own a vineyard and he kind of like came into the family business and helped them grow it. But he was, somebody asked him a question and he was, his basically answer was like, Basically, his answer was like, do your parents want you to be successful because they want you to be successful doing something you love? Or do they want you to be successful so they, they can brag to their friends and make them about, feel like you're a successful parent about <laughs> what you do to make them look good in a more positive light? Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's a very, very common thing it is like people parents who live vicariously through their church like i always want to be a dancer so i'm putting you in dance class and you're gonna be the next misty copeland like well more so not even living vicariously through your kids but more so only seeing success in the ways in the eyes that they see success yeah but so that they can tell their friends my child is a lawyer my child is a doctor right. my child is x y and so they Z. can brag mm -hmm. on things that to them is successful but Really, I don't. It, as long as your kid is happy and they're happy doing what they're, what you know, what they're doing, and they love what they do, then that's their form of success. But not a lot of people think like that. I know we. They don't. I know it's our generation. I'm blessed to have parents who. If I wanted to catch butterflies for a living and it was the avenue to do that and that's what made me happy, they would be all here for it. Okay. Why you say okay like that? You don't think so? No, but I, I can understand with what you do with your life, but a lot of some, because it don't have to do with just the avenue that you take as far as occupation mm -hmm. or as a, a means of living. I'm more so saying just decisions that you make in general. Like oh, a lot of okay. times they can be ashamed of your decisions that you make and how it make them look or how they are going to be perceived. Some parents are worried about how they're going to be perceived by it or they're yeah, worried about, quote unquote, what they feel is going to happen as an outcome or a consequence of you making this decision yeah. instead think, of just supporting you through it, which in the essence, you know, parents do majority of the yeah. time. I think I have on the spectrum more parents who just like they'll tell you but you gotta live it for yourself right they'll say like i do or don't agree with x y and z decision but that's your life so they're not invested in my decisions to the point where they kind of take it on as their responsibility to make sure x y and z let you do this yeah like they my mom i raised you the best i could with everything I know how, I created a village around you so that you have, and the Bible basically is like, in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. So you have all these people, all these resources around you, different people that you can go to for different things, even if you don't feel comfortable coming to me talking about it, that can give you perspective to help you make the best decision for your life. But in the end of the day, the decision that you make is your responsibility and you have to live with the consequences and not consequences in a negative way, but just like whatever you have to live with whatever the outcome of making those decisions are. Right. And I don't know if a lot of people have parents like that still. Because the way to do in a video was talking was like, my mom wants me to be a doctor, loyal, lawyer, 
whatever, whatever, rocket scientist. And that's just not what my heart is. But she's telling me, like. Let's play the video. Because I, I don't think the video had the question in it. No, but you can play saying, it. But... Give us some context. There is no fucking figuring it out. There is no out. It doesn't end. The fuck are you talking about? Parents, if you're listening right now. Because you know that to be true, stop being a dick. Because <laughs> yeah. you know that you're 57 and you don't have anything figured out, the fuck are you pressuring your 19-year-old to figure it out? What, getting a job in accounting firm when you're 23, you figured it the fuck out? Getting married at 29, you figured it out? What the fuck are we talking about here? There is no figuring it out. It's an endless, infinite loop of figuring. And so if you're a 57-year-old and forcing your 22-year-old to figure it out because you want to look good to your friends that your child figured it out, not you want your kid ah, to Ah, the secret. Ah. The ego gets activated ah. again because you can shit on those other parents whose kids. You kid should know better. You love your child, down. you should tell them to never figure it the fuck out. Just live. That's it. Very, very good point. Yeah. Rich people cuss a lot. Yeah. You know who um you know who told me that? Yeah. Alvin A's grandmother. I remember when I turned 25 years old, and I probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but I was cleaning every year, like around my birthday, I do like a purge. I was cleaning out my closet of a whole bunch of old stuff, and it literally hit me that every goal that I had to to have accomplished by 25, other than moving out of my parents' house, I had not accomplished. And I literally was on the closet floor crying my eyes out and then maybe like a couple of days later i posted on facebook like bro like i thought i would have life halfway figured out by now maybe when i'm 40 it'll happen and she posted under my pic under my comment and my status and was just like she called me bj she was like bj look i'm gonna tell you now you ain't never gonna figure it out life is basically ever changing so once you think you've mastered something another thing is going to change and you just got to readjust the balls that you're juggling like you never figure it out and she was like I don't know if she in her 60s or her she got to be in her 60s she was like I'm 60 so and so and I still haven't figured life out and I believe that we won't ever so don't listen to people who tell you that you have to concretely be at a certain point by a certain age because life is not linear I agree and that's great advice to tell I feel like my mom has said things like that for me too um and she was just you know and she would always say just look at you know me for example she said she was like i had this that and other i had this that and other and then i've had my i had my peaks and valleys in life put it that way Mm -hmm. where i was i felt i was at the top of the top everybody just knew i had got everything figured out and then i hit my lows and it's hard for people to accept that you know you you're not that person anymore you know what i mean right so Life just has its peaks and valleys, and you got to go with the flow a lot of times. But um, one thing in particular, I, I say my grandfather, he taught me this when it came to like me being a musician. Because I used to always talk about, especially when he was teaching me piano when I was younger. And I was like, man, it hurt. It's hard. It's hard. And he would be like, well, if it was easy, everybody would be good. Or he, he would literally say it verbatim like that. And then in my mind, as I got older, I was like, damn, that made a lot of sense. Like, if it was easy, I'd be Stevie Wonder. <laughs> like, if it was easy, everybody would play piano. If it was easy, everybody would be rich. Like, life is hard because 
It's can't nobody figure everybody. it out. Yeah. Like, it's no book that'll tell you this is how you figure life out or yeah. this is how you be successful. This is how you be rich. It can tell you different practices that you would want to do because these are habits of people who are successful or mm-hmm. quote unquote successful. But even doing all of those things isn't going to make get it. you that result. Right. Me and my brother was talking about it yesterday. He was like, man, I'm doing this. Da, 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 da. Why haven't I got this right here? And I was like, it ain't no real way of really doing, you know, figuring it out, but you just got to keep doing it. Yeah. My cousin, um, Nika told me like one time we were talking and I was basically saying like how this is when I was going through my whole, uh, what was me? I didn't graduate college and like, and I just thought I was going to be a college graduate. She was like, bro, like life is totally different. Like she went to college fresh out of high school, never thinking about really, seriously going to college and then she did it for a reason that wasn't necessarily a hundred percent what she wanted to do and then she stopped going and then once she spent some time in the world and figured out the direction she wanted to take her life she went back and she was basically saying the same thing that you're saying like everybody's path in life is different you don't have to do things in a specific order in order for it to um be deemed right or be the way society thinks you should do it. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own path. You got to walk yours out and what happens in time for you will happen. And as far as like what you were saying about your brother saying he was doing all this stuff and wasn't seeing all the results that he wanted to see. That's because you haven't, I believe found your niche yet. Like once you find the thing that you're supposed to be supposed doing to do, exactly, yeah. and not just the thing that you're supposed to be doing, the way in which you're supposed to be doing it, it's not going to take you to the next level. Like I look at to do um, Darius Cooks and it was like all he was doing was going to work at his job and then coming home, making recipe videos and posting them online. And he would have been cool doing that, but he wasn't at the level that he is now because he found his niche by hosting dinner parties. He was not only a good cook, but he was a personality that people wanted to be around. So if I can go from watching you on the screen cooking your food to coming to a dinner party where you demoing cooking, we cooking it, you cooking it, we watching you, we interacting and taking pictures and doing whatever, and then we eating it and mingling and networking that was his niche the interaction with the people so he drew a man via social media but his interaction is what they really wanted and once he figured that out he been on guys diners dives and drives and all kinds of other stuff did i mess that up yeah, <laughs> but he's like open mad restaurants in Atlanta. He's about to open one in Chicago and it's all based off of him finding what he's good at doing. He's not a trained chef, which is why he don't have chef in his name. And he found his niche. That's real. And that's real. I mean, Hey, it's no real way of doing it. Take it from me, B. I'm kind of glad you didn't graduate college because then we'd be two niggas in debt. But, <laughs> Hold on, I still got debt. I'm saying, you <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. If you saw my debt, you'd be like, oh, we might have the same amount. I went to four different colleges, Brittany. I was out of state the whole time, uh, the whole time. And then when you compare it to my cousin Quanda, it ain't even comparable. 
But uh, anyway, I'd be like, bro, I'm gonna just owe y'all for the rest of my life, right? And <laughs> because but, uh, it's not going. That ain't my plan, though. I'm uh, I'm speaking into existence that I'm gonna get something that's gonna take me to that next level where I can just pay all that off and I ain't gotta worry about that looming over my head no more. Yep, yep. But yep. I really ain't worried about them for real for right now. But yeah, take it from me. College. I didn't go to college because I wanted to do something college related. I, well, I guess you could say well, I wanted to play I drums. Play in the band. And that's really why I went to college. All my life, I knew I was gonna go to college. Cause be in the band? No, just I knew I was gonna go to college, but that was it. Once I got to college, I was like, I'm here now. Go oh, accomplish. <laughs> and I like three years later in my first junior year of college. <laughs> that's when I re- no, it was really my sophomore year. The second semester of my sophomore year, that's when I realized, oh shit, I gotta graduate. And I was you never fooling and manoeuvring, procrastinating, staying up all night, not going to class, just trashing, throwing the money away. I'm not realizing because they didn't teach me all this when I was in school. Like the same way you, you said, and and when you were a little kid, you knew that you were going to go to uh, kindergarten and preschool and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you were prepared for it. You were excited about it. You knew exactly what you wanted to get out of it. Me, on the other hand, it I was just like when I, I went to kindergarten. To I, I, I was summer going. every day, summer every day. And then my grandma took my hand and walked me to the school. And I've been going ever since, basically. So when I got to college, I knew I was going to go to college, but I didn't know what I wanted out of college. Right. I didn't know what it was I wanted to major in. So when they taking me to all these things and having me sign all these forms and set all this stuff up, they're like, what's your major going to be? I'm like, uh, music? <laughs> I was just like, uh... What your uh what no no what's your major as far as your instrument if you're gonna do music, uh piano because that's what I was good at at the time drums and piano and saxophone and they were like what you got minor I was like uh saxophone I was okay at saxophone I wasn't great so I did that for two and a half years and realized now that somebody is forcing me to do this yeah. I didn't like it anymore that's how my brother was my brother went to school for um, music and he um he's a percussionist and he was like. They had theory in high school, so he knew how to read music, but he was just, like, going, because they always take you back to, like, classical, whatever, and it was some other class where he had to learn, like, different chord structures and stuff on the piano. And it was so old-fashioned, and I'm so advanced, it was just, like, going backwards. Not even that, it it Uh. wasn't, like music that he was into that's what it was yeah and that's the same way i felt with um when i went to odu like after i got my liberal arts uh associate's degree and i went to odu to get my bachelor's for um english education i had to take this class that was basically like 18th century writing and i was just like bruh this is so and all we was reading was journals trying to let me uh Trying to make sure you understood the differences in the metaphors and what they were trying to talk All about. All we then. were reading were journals, and it was most of it was in old English. I would have loved a lot that. of it, and I was just sitting here like I like history like that because I felt like they were very passionate writers and they were like wordsmiths, like the way they Baby, they were very. It was women writing about doing the laundry, and I'm but just they were like, descriptive about it, and they drew it out. I'm Probably. just like, why is this 17 pages about this chick separating the whites from colors, beating laundry on the rock, not having enough, uh, they didn't call them clothespins, but wooden, whatever they called them. And I'm just like, bruh, it wasn't interesting to me until the second semester when we started to read like slave journals and stuff like that stuff was interesting. 
and then she will and my professor will always try to tie it into modern times and if this woman was alive this that and the third who would you guys think she would be do you think she would be a feminist i'm like girl she was doing laundry she would have been a maid like <laughs> i don't know what to tell you bro it was just so boring but my creative writing class was dope and i just realized like been a dope class to me it won't back up the way they talked back then like the way they wrote back then was so descriptive they wax poetic about a lot of things. Yeah, about something very small. Yes, very much so. But it puts you in there, though. Yeah. Anyway. Um, a little too much. But college, if you're not really trying to do something that needs college. Lord, don't, don't tell the people go, that. Oh, man. It's such a waste of money. Not that needs college. Know what you know exactly, oh, no, exactly what, you do, what you want, want to, to do, do before you spend your money on it. Yep, yeah, yep, that's yep. really what it is. Know exactly what you want to do. And if you don't know what you want to do, stay at home and think about it. Or have some idea. Start to do like entry level positions in that field. Know what I'm saying? Start to do an entry level position in that field and talk to people who are actually doing it and see. Music could have worked. And I had formal training. A lot of kids that was in my same major had formal training. I was so far behind to be a piano major. What did you just play by ear? Huh? But I knew how to read music. I was about to say you read music though, right? I, I knew music theory, so I was a lot along further than most. But when it came back to the classical aspect of it, that's what threw me off. Oh yeah, like hand positions music, and all not that. Not even stuff. that. But the so music classic music theory compared to progressive music theory, mm-hmm. one has no rules. It's more structure. This one is structure. Yeah. Oh. You gotta do this. So you this, went this. from singing uh, I'm Mahalia, Mahalia Jackson yeah, uh-huh. gospel. Ella Fitzgerald. To, uh, <laughs> joyful, to, joyful. To Pavarotti opera. Right. I'm Johann Sebastian. Bye. Bruh. Yeah. When I used to be in chorus and they used to have runs written. Sight singing, sight singing and music in ear training was the class that made me switch my major. That was sight singing was like one of my best fortes. In high school, but I just did not like reading runs because I'm like, how do you tell me how to add soul to something? Because that's pretty much what a run does. Not necessarily. A run to me, with the songs that we were singing, runs added feeling to it because a lot of some of it was like Broadway musicals, and the runs would be specific notes. And granted, I know runs are notes, but it's like, what if that don't feel right to me? What if I feel like I should run oh, it I get what you're up saying. instead of running it down or hitting You're this saying note. the expression of it itself yeah. is something that you got to feel. Yeah. Something that, what if I don't want to run right there? What the, if I don't feel to run right there? The rhythm, you're telling me that I got to read it and run right where it's written. The written run yeah, is strategically played. Yeah, I mean, runs, it's, you can write them because I get, you know, think about like with Duran Bernard. And how he does those uh, diminished runs and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. If you write it out, it's like a scale. But he didn't start with it written. He started right. with he feeling it. it. But if you... It's a situation where someone is transcribing what he's singing. And you want to read it and make sure you you sing it exactly like how that person did. Then that's why yeah. they really, It's like know, the scene in Drumline when Nick Cannon go and he doing playing the music and the machine puts the, the sheet music together. Right. But anyway though, um moving on from that though. 
Because we always come back to education some way, some form. Education is important, man. Very much so. But yeah. Parents ain't got it figured out. They don't never have they come to Jesus moment until they about 60 years old. Don't be trying to rush my come to Jesus moment. See or no? I don't know. What's up? Uh, what's next? Now I was just looking at... You lost your docket? Mm-mm. I got my docket right here. Yeah, so let's get to the meat and potatoes Lady of what's Emily. been going on. Because there's been a lot of stuff going on and, um, in the entertainment industry, man. It's Let just... breathe for a second. So, let's start first... Let's get straight to the shit. Fuck it. Let's start with this April Jones. Did you watch the video? No, I did not watch I that watched, video. I, I meant to. What it. did she say? So... I'm hoping she was drunk. <laughs> I hope she was drunk. Well, this I hope she wasn't good. high, but I hope she was drunk. What did she say? She Bruce? gave me high vibes. But anyway, she literally had on these drawers. They look like tidy whities for real, for real, or like boy drawers. Like Wait, briefs. what video was this? You didn't see the one where she was like talking about how fat her vagina was? No. Was this a video of her sitting down behind a blue screen? No, this was her standing up. Oh, I am not hip to this. So you telling me vagina. something then? Tell me about it. it. Anyway, um, so she's literally going on and on and waxing about how, I guess people, so she did a live and I guess people were talking about how jacked up she is and how she's a hoe and, um, how she, you know, has sex with everybody or whatever. For allegedly dating Fizz? Yeah. But then they also bought up stuff about her dating or having sex with the game and some other people. Um, here it is. The game. I wouldn't be surprised. Are you gonna play it? Yeah, I'm gonna play some of it. It's five minutes. I ain't got that much time. No, we ain't doing it. Period. Not embarrassing myself. Period. What you been around me? The game. I fucked the game. Okay. And what happened to the game? He's right here. He texted me today. Happy Mother's Day. I fucked your pussy. Bruce, no. Take that off. <laughs> Take that off. You're doing the absolute most. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry okay. y'all. My bad, my bad, my bad. I ain't know. I forgot she said that verbatim. Just say what, what happened. Up. She was just going on and on and on. She was talking about how Fizz and some other guy. I don't even know who it is. But regardless, it's just... Omario oh, don't deserve this. <laughs> And I respect him so much because he hasn't said anything. He hasn't said anything. I That's what's better. I wish so more people would take much. that route. But what's the crazy is that Fizz don't be saying nothing either. Well, Fizz don't need to say nothing. She don't need to say nothing. Don't nobody need to say nothing. But what I'm realizing is Mona must pay people. Pay these people that's going to be on these shows to act a damn fool before the show come out. She won't on the show no more. Oh, She's going to be on the show this season. Oh, she is. You didn't know that. You don't know nothing that's going on right now. Bruce, huh? when I tell you, I you just been, I, I just been living in the bliss of the fact that I'm almost free. I hear you. <laughs> I'm waiting on June. But 10th. yeah, I didn't know that April. So first off, the fact that the matter that she's like having, her so I know much. everybody liked her. Like we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. In my Tyra Banks voice. Like, everybody was rooting for her. Everybody yeah. was Omarion and shit. Now, Omarion looked like the, the clean guy. guy out of this, you know? 
the good guy. Yeah. Stevie. Stevie J. Right. Wow. It's, it's wild, bro. How do you feel about that? Like, okay. Duh, like, so if you, let's not put you in this. <laughs> but if uh, one of my exes other. had, while we not were dating. Not even an no, ex. Not, that's the mother of two of mother his of children. children. I don't even like, know. I can't even go into in this a whole I relationship. I don't even know the severity of how this feels. And your brother from like childhood. They had a falling out at one point. It though. don't matter, bro. My baby that moms. That just violates. Like, now what you gonna tell my kids? Uncle Fizz? Uncle Daddy. Uncle Daddy, right. <laughs> like claws. <laughs> Lord, that's insane, bro. And April should know better. That's foul, bro. But not then, little Fizz, cause little Fizz, we know little Fizz ain't shit. He's shown but us. he always try to make himself seem like he do, like he righteous, he, like right. And then he tried to always make Monice look like the crazy one by not saying anything and just letting her be wild and crazy and have antics. Which you know, that's the name of the game. Shit, it doesn't take much. But if y'all would have watched, uh, what's the show? Couples, uh, boot camp, marriage boot camp, marriage boot camp yeah. with uh. Marriage Boot Camp hip-hop. The one with the celebrity. Yeah, the hip-hop celebrity. That was so good. It was a lot happening. And he really showed, like, he need therapy. He needs, like, They was yada. messed up. He needs messed a yada. I'm pretty sure something happened. Up. Well, we know something happened. But, but they won't address it. They won't address it. Everybody and except for one person. him and his relationships. It could be. Or it could have been something way before then. Possibly. So it could have been a series of events. Allegedly. Unfortunate events. Um, <laughs> All right, Lemony Snicket. But um I don't know, man. April, stop. Get off the internet. Put the phone down, people. And first off, she had friends in there with her. Re- no, she had people in there with her. Right. They ain't friends. They want your friends. Real, real. These ain't your like friends. I'm telling you, real when friends. I was wilding in these streets for two days because <laughs> I really ain't had no wilding phase. But like my friends are like, give me your phone. And that was only for texting. Some, you know how when you just be like, you in Marvin's room? Mm-hmm. They were like, before you even go in Marvin's, give me your phone. Give me a, They will check you. And I'll give it back to you tomorrow. <laughs> Shit's crazy, bro. Just, April, April, April. I don't know. She how would you feel? That money, though. <laughs> Anyway, how would you feel if your baby mom be crushed, was man. dating one of your group members? I'd be crushed. One of my brothers, stop. They more than group members, bro. They bro. They boys for life. I keep bro, forgetting. They bad boys. We've been you know thick and thin, but we still here. No matter what goes down, we still friends to the end. These niggas tied it together, bro. What he say? That's a hard knock life. <laughs> yeah, it's rather die because we boys for life. Come on. They tied it together, bro. Like, y'all, that concert was amazing. Ain't nobody worried about that song. That's their Boys for Life song. That's their I Love You Brother song. I love y'all just like y'all love me. Okay, I was a huge B2K fan, so don't pay me no I mind. was too, but look, man. You won't, you won't a fan not like I was extent. a fan. Yeah, not to your Like, the Word Up magazine posters was on the wall, babes. You was that girl. I was that girl. What else we got? April, do better, man. That shit, that shit hurt my soul just vicariously. Um, so Diddy talking about bringing, making the band back, and I'm here for it. I don't think a lot of people are here for it because everybody just like being anti. But people don't understand 
that low key that might be what the world is missing right now. If Diddy can make them have a singing cipher, I'm here for it. Man, so, okay, those were some of the best Top episodes though. Five, uh, making the bad moments. Die line, die line, die line. <laughs> All the fights. Oh my god! It got to the point where me and my mom used to watch it because she <laughs> wanted to see the fight. That shit was like ready to rumble. Do you remember? Them used to have the fight that would last so long that they uh, leave you on a cliffhanger like goddamn Dragon Ball Z and come back to the fight the next week. Do you remember when we first started dating? Oh yeah, and we went back and watched. And the we episode. went back and watched. Oh, <laughs> Basically, season went to band. Jesus, man, that show was great. So, Die Line, Die Line, Die Line. Which when one was better, of, though? When all the of them. Or Day 26. When all of them was together, when the, he was on the RB group. Excuse me. When all of them was together and they were singing in the cypher. Yeah, yeah, that was a good episode. That, was that good. scene. I like the one when they used to do the rap cyphers before they had picked the people that was going to be the a part cheesecake. Of and walk they had to the line, Rapper's Delight and uh, Juicy. Yeah. That was classic. The Cheesecake Walk to Juniors. What else happened that was that was like very memorable? Was there any Danny DeCane memorable moments? I don't even know because I don't even remember like being as invested in the Danny DeCane really one. I never liked Danny DeCane one that much. I also, okay. This is what I remember about the Danny DeCane season. There was a girl from my hometown who was like, she was relatively famous here, just like in the 757. She was 16, or was she 15 when the show aired? And you had to be 18. She was either 15 and had to be 16, or 16 and had to be 18 to be on the show when they was looking for an R&B group. She went and tried out. I think her name was Tiffany. She went and tried out for the show she made it into like the top rounds and then they found out that she lied about her age i wonder what wow. she doing now because she used to sing her tail off but to get back to what i wanted to discuss more so mm -hmm. people are looking at it from the aspect of like i always used to hate on making the band myself because i always felt like groups just can't work anymore is that what they look at? I thought people were more so saying that you don't want to tarnish a legacy. Like, you don't want to mess up. No, not his le legacy, well, legacy, but I'm saying, like, it was just so early 2000s. Yeah, it was that kind of moment. And you don't want to... Just like and people I get do with that. That's a good point. That's a very good point. That's what I was thinking. Like, I don't want but you to do it because I want you to mess is, it up. It's kind of like... No, I'm not going to I'm not gonna bring it back to that because that's, that's not a good place to bring it to. But... I was going to say something about Trump, but no. It's more so when Diddy was on television, that was just iconic moment. Like, Diddy needs to have that platform Do again. Do you really need him on television when you have show, him though. on Instagram? It would be better than Instagram. It'd be better than Instagram Diddy. Like Instagram Diddy compared to making the band Diddy was completely different. Could you see him Seeing in him in light? that damn office... <laughs> getting his hair cut. the funniest shit ever to me. <laughs> Seeing this nigga on the treadmill getting ready for a marathon. <laughs> Classic Diddy. Like, Diddy was crazy. And we so didn't know Diddy need was crazy. Show. He need a reality show. Yeah. Like, he low-key needed the to just do his People knew Diddy was crazy. Yeah. You didn't My know Diddy thing was crazy until you started seeing that show. I, Everybody thought Diddy was just cool, Who's going to go like on that. that show thinking that they're going to actually have a career? 
Unless they do it themselves. I feel like it's going to be. I don't need need Diddy. I think it's just going to be so different because, like, you have all of these, like, people who do YouTube covers and they're, like, Insta famous as far as singing. It's going to have a different dynamic to it. Like, the dude with the. What's the dude that you. um, We were just talking about on the BT show with the earring. Duran. Yeah. Duran Banana. People like him who already kind of have a following, but. It's more. I think he should do it more like an artist development type of thing. Then it's going to be hard for him to do it this time because of social media. Yeah. Because, like you said, everybody has a following now. Yeah. You can make it without the actual show. Yeah. And back then, it was just it was like, necessary to get your your, your, your spotlight, mm-hmm. your moment in the sun. Yep. Yep. Your fifteen minutes. You could be discovered. Like now, you don't need a cosign to be discovered. Yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting take. I just want Diddy on television. It's it like trying to do a sketch comedy show now. It was good, good TV. It takes people for a sketch. It could take you. You come up with the concept today. You shoot it later on today, and it's on the internet by the night. True. Another thing I was thinking about too. Then, what channel would it come on? Would it be VH1? Because that's the more. He said MTV hit him up. But my thing is MTV. What do we watch on MTV now? Reruns of Catfish. Basically, like Wild and Out don't even come on MTV no more. It don't. It come on VH1 now. VH1 is the bigger channel out of all of them now, which is wild. Granted, VH1 always had a good little base, but it always been the reality TV channel. Yeah, MTV is team mom. MTV was always teenager coming of age. But they got rid of all of it. I don't even know what what is on MTV right now. Like I don't what, know what a remote. Like, what do they even play on MTV anymore? I don't know. MTV. Why didn't you just type twenty two in there? I didn't know the channel. It's twenty two, Bruce. Is that Sean T, y'all? Ridiculousness, which is not I funny. I do a show reruns now, bro. <laughs> it's like 15 hours of ridiculousness they about to play. Bruh. From now until... What time is that? Go back. TRL? And then ridiculousness come back on. So, so they got two going. days straight of ridiculousness. Ridiculousness? This is ridiculous. Are you kidding me? It's going to be on from now until... Keep going. Is that Sunday? You're into now? Yes. Bro, Ridiculous is going to be on with the exception of 11.30 p.m. from now until... So you know what this means, right? That's Monday. Go back. So from now until Monday morning at 6 a.m., episodes of Ridiculousness will be running on MTV. So you know what this means, right? MTV going down? BET is number two. Why BET? So what's number one? VH1. VH1. It's the and Tyler. Key, it's the Tyler like Perry BET effect. Is about to take over. We gotta do our. We gotta do our checkup on BET, y'all. That's what time it is right now. We're about to check up on BET. So if y'all I'm don't excited. know, Tyler Perry has announced 
that he is now well, he been announced it, but now you're starting to see um for BET now. You're you're starting to see the shows that he coming out with, like The Oval, which to me looks scandal. almost like scandal. From the little clip we saw of a white president and oh, a white man and a black man and a white man tried to hold a black lady hand and she pulled it away. That to me just screams scandal. And they're standing in front of the desk in the Oval Office. And then he has a show called Sisters. Which almost looks like a not Is it sisters like, or sisters. It was sisters, Bruce. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you got too much dip on your chip. Um, it's a chip and dip. It was like, <laughs> shut up. It almost looked like Love Is. It looked like a period it piece. No, that was 20s that looked like Love Is. Oh, 20s was the period piece. Um, then you got, what's coming back? Boomerang. Uh, Boomerang is coming back. I'm excited about Boomerang. Um, Tails is on right Tails, now. Tails is really Tails good now. Really stepped it up. Bro. Okay, so the concept of Tails was, was cool. Dope was dope from the beginning. Yeah. Like the stories that are within hip hop songs and R and B songs. Playing them out. Play, and basically spinning them a little bit. Some of them Scripting are verbatim them. to what the song is, depending on what it is. But the Mary J. My Life one was kind of dope. It was really really good. And uh. What else? Well, TV One ain't BET, but I think TV One is finding their little black lifetime niche because mm -hmm. they got like Fatal Attraction, sorry, and they got For My Man. And then like every month, every Sunday this month, they've been running a movie that's pretty much based off of one of the stories that was on either of those two shows. And they changed people's names, so you got to pretty much figure out. Did you is. watch BET when you were in high school? Well, I didn't have cable. That's crazy. And also... How did you even watch Making the Band? Huh? How did you watch Making the Band? You had to go over your cousin's house? I was always over there anyway. Or I was at my aunt's house. So you didn't watch Baldwin Hills and College Hill and all that stuff? Um, On the weekend, because I had a best friend who I used to spend like almost every weekend at her house. And we would watch... You know, on the weekend, they play... Marathons of stuff that they played throughout the week on BET and MTV, and we would just watch stuff then. But I couldn't, I couldn't tell you episodes of Baldwin Hills and College Hills. I don't think I've ever seen a complete season of College Hill, not even the one that was in we Virginia. Need to binge it. We can do that. It was so good. I probably didn't binge it about three times. What like College got? Hill, low key played just as much as part as a different world. But we'll go back to that. College Hill <laughs> was good, bro. And then once I moved to Virginia and Virginia State became a reality to me, it just made so much sense. Gotcha. Like knowing people that's from Chesapeake and it was a guy on the show that was from Chesapeake, everything just puzzled itself together. It was really crazy. Yeah, I think some of my um, my cousin, she might have knew some people who was on the show because she went to state, Virginia State. So... The good news about BET, Tyler Perry taking over. You saw what he did with OWN. Yep, yep, yep. I'm really optimistic about it. Lena Waithe, Tyler Perry teaming up to take over. Are they teaming up black or they just happen to be on the same network? I'm going to say they're teaming up because they're bringing it back. Like, this is what we foreshadowed, y'all. And so it's not going to be episode or reruns of Baby Boy every, every <laughs> night. And I'm excited. Like, children 
and young adults and teenagers are going to be able to have something similar to what we had from BET um, when I was in high school. Granted, it fell off a lot because I feel like my older cousins. Did they have scripted shows on BET? In the 90s? Not really. I had a lot of reality, but that's when reality was like really in its infancy. So it was really dope to have. So it was just music, reality. But they had other little sketch shit like Hell Date. Well, Hits from the Street was a countdown. It was a countdown. They really showed videos a lot back then, which that's what we did. Like growing up, we literally, I, a lot of summers, we would just sit on the couch and watch videos. Bruh, I had VHS tapes, literally. Of videos? Yeah. I had VHS tapes, but. Moving right along. Um, But yeah, the kids are going to have something that they could say BET was this for me when I was a teenager. Because right now, I feel like us a decade in a generation, like 2010 all the way to 2020, almost, mm-hmm. didn't have it. Like how we had from 2000 to 2010, from 90 to 99 or 2000. Yeah. They had Teen Summit. They had all these little countdown oh, shows. Oh, BT like Teen Summit was a thing in the wow. 90s. Like the Donnie Simpson joint where he used to do the interviews. That's when the skate was up there. Yeah. That's when Method Man and Tupac was up. I mean, Ed Lover and Tupac was up there wilding out, talking reckless on TV. It was just, and then you know what? You know what? I feel like it's going to be even better for them. You know what started BET coming back around? Other than their award shows, the award shows definitely kept Black Girls Rock. It might be their um their award shows and their like. I guess what you call it, special programming, mm-hmm. like Black Girls Rock and um, the Stella Awards and different stuff like that kind of kept them afloat. Everything coming to BET, like award-wise, like Soul yeah. Train Awards and all that stuff. Once Trumpet Black Awards, Girls Rock came up there. The Image Awards. And Deborah started to kind of like Get gear support. the station a little bit towards inspirational type of stuff. People can support that. Yeah. It wasn't shameful anymore. It wasn't a shame. Like, it got to the point where BET, people was ashamed of BET. Yeah. And I feel like Boondocks kind of played a major role into that too, though. But Really? Yeah, exactly. They B- was on BET? Boondocks. No, no, no. Boondocks, like, played the fuck out of BET a lot. Oh, okay, okay. And downplayed them. That's the thing about black folks. We got to stop doing that to our own stuff. Baby. It's kind of the way, like, we're doing with Lion King right now. Baby. So, I'm listening to this podcast called Keep It That I Listen To, right? And the guy who makes Dear White People, he, when he first became a writer, like, kind of trying to make his way into the big screen, used to talk cold cash crap about Tyler Perry. And how, like, it was a minstrel show, and it's always a man in a dress, and he's capitalizing off of black pain, and that's the only reason white people love him, and just, like, all this other crazy stuff, right? And then he gets a call from Tyler Perry, basically like, yeah, we got beef, because they were going to be going to this event where they were going to both be together, and he knew that people were going to ask him about each other. Excuse me, been in being that they had been there and he had been on like public platforms basically saying F Tyler Perry and just bashing him. Yeah. 
So he called and he told him and he was and basically on a podcast they were having a conversation about how to, how there has to be dichotomy in order to have growth. And the guy he was basically saying like my not being able to get my foot in the door, I misdirected that anger at Tyler because people were only green lighting stories that were either him or that looked like what he was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and that's not his fault. That's the, the tastemakers in Hollywood's fault. Mm-hmm. He was like, and being that I was young and just like angry that I'm writing this stuff that I feel is good and it's not getting out. That was how I, pretty much handle it and he was also saying that like now he realizes that there all there had to have been a Tyler Perry doing those particular things to open up the doors to let him come in and do dear white people stuff and I was just like I don't think that as African Americans we think about the fact that there has to be somebody fighting on both fronts that's one thing that I didn't like about Tyler Perry's speech when he was saying like, while they was over there at the award show screaming Oscar so white, I was like, y'all cool. Y'all can head at, I'll be down in Atlanta building basically an empire for black people to come and do film. But you need Martin Luther King and Malcolm X to to exist at the same time in order for an agenda to be moved and, progress to be made and that's why people it's always wise to support everything whether you like it or not not necessarily saying support it but like if it's something that's black and you saying that we need something black support that because it's black because the more that you support it and the more that people see that it is going to get that support that's when the doors are start uh, start opening up. The reason why a lot of this shit is happening now is because they're the tastemakers are realizing that culture is black culture. Yeah. Or not even that culture is black culture. That culture is more broad than one specific one way specific of looking line, at it. Right. Because also, if you think of you had Black Panther drop and then you had Crazy Rich Asians drop and that pretty much showed like. People want the, to see depictions of themselves and they never right, understood Right, the tastemakers in Hollywood that it don't have to be a Leonardo DiCaprio or Julia Roberts or Meryl Streep that's that's the main character to sell a movie. You can do a chat with Bozeman. You can do a, a Angela Bassett. Cash. You can do a, a, um, a Ali Wong. You can do all these different people. And then if you look on Netflix, what happened right after that was you got the drop of, and granted, they were all probably recording at the same time. I mean, taping at the same time. But you got the drop of uh, To All the Boys I Loved Before, which had an Asian lead. And then you came around and got the dude from Fresh Off the Boat and... Um, and Ali Wong, what was that movie that we watched? Forever My Maybe. Yes, Forever My Maybe. Like you got something all of those. Something great with the Spanish girl that played uh, Virgin Oh yeah, yeah. something great was good. And it's just, and um, Lakeith Stanfield. And you get all of those things by just supporting something that otherwise that pushes the envelope. Yeah, that otherwise you know they would kind of gloss over. They gotta realize that our dollar matter. 
when they realize that they're not making as much money on what they've been doing over and over and over again because people are getting tired of shit. Yeah, people want to see new stuff. People want to see new things that are interesting because the the culture is changing. Yeah. So the more they can see depictions of what is relevant to them and what they see as their culture, the more that they're going to continue to make it. People supporting BET, they're going to say, oh, this is worth saving. Right. So they I call, don't think it was ever going to go anywhere. It wasn't going to go anywhere, but the thing was... <clears throat> but was, it was just going to be mediocre. Exactly. And the thing is, is now that we have these people in these positions of, not necessarily power, but positions in positions of greatness where they can... Where they own their own stuff. And they can do it their way and make sure it's done correct. It ain't no excuse now. Yeah. It's no excuse why Tyler Perry shouldn't do it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's paved his way. He's paid his dues. He slept in the car. He he did everything he had to do to get to where he is now. And he has support to where he has his own studio. He owns all his masters and all this good stuff. Where he can control this now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see what's coming. I'm happy about it. We told y'all BET was going to be, it was going to be lit. And we, we stuck here by for it. it. We stuck by it, B. And look, look what's happening. I think I should write We're that. We're about on. to overtake VH1. I think we should write that on our vision board. What? If we have a podcast show on BET, that should be dope. Okay. Like D.L. Hughley show? Yeah. Something similar. Anywho, what else we got? Um, We talked about Tails. Tails, y'all, I'm trying to tell y'all, man. That was they more up stepped on game. it up this year. Yes, because Bruce, Bruce is not like the way BT shoots stuff sometimes. I don't. And, that's and they what, really, really have upped the production right. Because that first just overnight. The season, <laughs> the season premiere of it with the Migos song and the girl Top Notch World from, from Facebook and Wildin' Out, they really like that. Compared to last year, the way Tales was filmed? So much better quality. And I'm not I'm not even that type of guy that's big on quality like that. It wasn't but the it was quality, more so it was the I lens. I know that this is why people subconsciously devalue it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Cuz it looked homemade a little bit. Yeah, and it just looks thrown together and it doesn't look as good as everything else looks. Like it doesn't look like what I watch on Bravo. It doesn't look like what I watch on HGTV. It don't look like a YouTube video. It just doesn't look didn't. It it didn't look like it. exactly. It's kind of the same way like when we be watching those shows on T uh TV one. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when we be watching um TV one and they be having those shows like For My Man and stuff like that and how uh-huh. they record those. It looked like a lifetime show. Don't do lifetime like that. Lifetime but be you, together. Lifetime has its place. No, I'm saying Lifetime has great production value, up, even when it. I'm talking about old school Lifetime back in the '90s. Oh, when they that's used to shoot it, it like, like a bad yeah. 2020 but that's special. What for my man and all that be looking like now, like yeah. unsolved mysteries, and, mysteries and shit. <laughs> I knew somebody. This girl I went to high school with, that I'm kind of close. Well, not really close with, but like we cool. We got mutual friends. She was in an episode of For My Man because another girl we went to high school with, um, used to produce the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, she was a showrunner, not a producer. 
What else we got on the docket, babe? I was thinking, just My to kind of go back out. to making the band before we switch uh, lanes here. Uh-huh. If making the band, oh, I did actually this, but we just kind of switched gears on it. What channel would it come on? Would it be VH1 or would it de- be devalued if it came on BET? No, it's going to be on MTV. It was never a BET show. I know Viacom owns it. I know Viacom owns it. What if it came on BET, though? It's not. I'm just thinking a hypothetical. I'm asking you a hypothetical question. I'm not saying is it or is it not. You just said, what if it does? I'm saying it's not. I'm giving you a hypothetical so we can discuss it. And I'm not saying that it's going to happen that way. You said it's not. Don't dismiss it. I'm saying let's discuss it. Would it have value or would it be devalued? No, it won't have value on BET. Why? Nobody's coming to BET to watch that. Why? I'm curious. Let's talk about it. Because they're not. You're trying to dismiss it and I want to talk about it. I'm just saying they're not. I don't know why. I just don't see it on BET. You can't elaborate on that. I don't know why. I just don't see it on BET. Why do you see it on BET? I don't see it on BT, but I all I asked was a hypothetical fucking question. A hypothetical question is, what if it did do this here? What would you think about it? You won't even think about it. You're like, it's not gonna happen. No, it's not gonna work. I don't know why. Because that's what you just did. I didn't yell. That's what you just did. I didn't yell. I'm just saying I don't see it on BT. I can't picture it on BT. And all I asked was why. You said I don't know. I don't and know I'm why. Like, okay, I just can't picture so it that way. Do you think that it would be a situation where it would be um, looked upon as not in, in as entertaining, or would it put BT back be, in? That- it's gonna be entertaining wherever it goes, but that's not the direction that BT is going in right, right. now. So, you so I don't even see it on BT. Huh? So do you think it would devalue their direction? Why wouldn't it devalue the direction of it? Well, MTV ain't got no direction right now because they're showing ridiculous. <laughs> That's the point. Two fucking days straight. <laughs> MTV, is, MTV needs making MTV, the right now. What did he say in the video? They called me and they asked me how I felt about the doing it. Desperate. They don't have nothing else to do. And, and all know, they got to do for real, for real, if they're going to show some reruns, <laughs> show some reruns of True Life. That was a good show. Made. That was a good show. You probably ain't never seen that. Made ain't, made ain't, first of all, don't try to come for me. Made ain't nothing but, um, they can't do True Life and they can't do Made. Because, uh, what's the With show? Those people likenesses. No, uh, no, no. TLC got that on lock. They the, they the same kind of shows. Made ain't nothing but Hoarders. Ain't nothing but uh, My Supersized life. life. That was true life. No, I'm saying all of those shows. Made was different though. No, you said made ain't made, nothing but that. And I made was, like, that was, was the show. Let me take. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. You're made wrong. was the show that you didn't even let me speak. Go ahead. Though. Made was the show where you say I want to be X, Y, and Z, and they put you in some kind of like makeshift boot camp to become what it is you wanted to be. See or no? Like made. I want to be a bodybuilder. And they send you off, well, not send you off, but they, they hook you up with people who are bodybuilders. You work out on the gym and they track your journey. That was what the show was, right? Can, technically, it was usually high school kids, but whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it was a dude up there at one episode that I saw who wanted to be a bodybuilder. Okay. That kind of show is TLC's model now. Did you miss what I said? What'd you say? You did. I said, if they're going to show reruns, 
show reruns of those shows. I didn't say remakes. What I just said was the reruns of those shows are not going to work because there's a whole nother uh, TV station that already has that model. Do you want to know the reason why they would work, Brittany? Why do you think they work? The reason why is because there's a lot of people that used to watch those shows that wouldn't mind rewatching some of those classic moments because it was classic TV moments that happened on those shows. Okay. I don't the know. same way, like when she was like, because you called me a fat Kelly Price is a classic moment that people will watch that rerun over <laughs> and over and over again. The same way with ridiculousness. It's like watching fucking America's uh, Funniest Home Videos over and over again so you can see one of them episodes that you saw before. All I'm saying is if you're going to show reruns, show a variety. Don't just show one, one marathon of one show. That's all I, I was saying. I don't even know anybody who watches ridiculousness. I watched ridiculousness when it first came out, but I wasn't that big of a damn It, was, it was like a rip funny. off of Jackass. It was like a knockoff of Jackass. And Jackass wasn't funny to me. Jackass was hilarious. I saw every last movie I in theaters. I just theaters. don't have that. It wouldn't be funny now, but back then that was hilarious. It wasn't funny to me, even back then. I just don't have that sense of humor. What else you got? You're not a guy. I think that's all I got. Um, when They See Us is leading the Emmy nods right now. Nods right now. Yep, yep, yep. That's pretty dope. You so, said the boy was going to get something, though. Fun fact. I knew Jarrell Jerome was going to get something. Act, I feel like he acted even a little if it too hardcore. Even if it won't nothing but an NAACP award, he was going to get something. <laughs> a soul train. Um, what I didn't know was that uh, the guy who played, oh my goodness, what's the youngest one? The one that I was like, oh, I just want to hug him and go pick him up. He is the nephew of Pusey. They look alike. And when I saw it, and when I, and when I saw like, it, I was like, you want to I see Pusey the family. Cheeks. I said, I see the family resemblance. You got that peanut head. The head shape, the the eyes, like his eyes are a little the bit lip, more round. Yeah. It's all of this. And when I saw it, um. I was like, they didn't mention that because Ava DuVernay said she chose him because somebody sent him a tape of somebody sent her a tape of him in a school play. And he was and she was like, she Skype interviewed him and got him to do some line readings and then flew him out. But I was like, bro, I would have never known that that was her nephew had she not said anything. But now that she did, I can definitely see the family resemblance. Interesting. What else we got? <sighs> That's all we got, babe. What's up for up on game? We got tails. That was up on game. Oh, both. Let me tell y'all about this new podcast that I just discovered, and it's really, really dope. It's about a dude who y'all probably never heard of. Let me go to Spotify because I just started listening to it. Oh, today. that's what we had to talk about for <clears throat> culture with uh, Joe Budden and um, Chrissy oh, from Crystal? the Crystal from the Reed, yeah. Hold on, right quick. Very Let me get a name of this podcast first. It's called Larger Than Life. And it's basically about this man named Big Willie. And he was like a Vietnam vet. And they basically turned, um, he took drag racing, like street racing, to unite the different gangs and stuff in LA after the, uh, the riots and Watts. And it's said that. Fast and Furious, Vin Diesel's character from Fast and Furious was kind of based off of him. And the guy he was trying to basically prove 
that in one episode and couldn't get anybody to get back in contact with him. And he was just saying like, one of the people was saying like, it was so many coincidences in the movie, like where they shot the, um, the opening scene or the final race scene was like two blocks away from where their, uh, drag racing track was and that the type of car that Vin Diesel drove in Fast 7 was the exact same make and model of the car that old dude had and come to find out the guy who was he's called a Automo something he's called an Automo something basically he's the person who designs the cars and pick what cars to use in movies not just the Fast and the Furious but in any movie and he was a big fan of Big Willie and he did draw inspiration for the movie from that. And it's just a really, really interesting story about um, a black man that a lot of people don't know about who was very, very instrumental in helping bring in a lot of peace to L.A. in times where, like, gang violence was rising. So check that very out. Very interesting. It's called Larger Than Life. So... Joe Budden, well, um, Crystal. We kind of got to squeeze this one in quick. All right, quick. I kind of want to elaborate on it a little bit more, but we got to talk about it this week because it's going to be old news if we don't. But um, so ASAP Rocky is arrested in Sweden for fighting with some unruly fans that kind of started it with him. Well, no, they did start it with him. They started it. And he tried his hardest to not get into it with them, but they kept poking the bear, poking the bear, poking the bear, and then they fought. And he ended up going to jail in Sweden. Now, granted. Because the videos went viral. Yeah, the videos went viral viral and everything. And he's been in jail for a very, 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 very long time over this situation in Sweden. It's been like a month. Has it been a month yet? He's not playing no games. I think it may have been. And their conditions is really, really well. I feel like they're trying to make an example out of him. But what sprung from this here is a lot of backlash from... Black Twitter because of what ASAP Rocky said years ago, probably like in 2015, 2014, when the Ferguson situation was happening with, um, which one? It was Brown, right? Yes. I can't remember his first name. Was it really? Anyway, Mike, Mike Brown, Mike Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because all I could think was Orlando Brown, and I'm like, that's not right, Brown. <laughs> And then I thought about, ooh, bop, bop, bop. You're terrible. You're terrible. Speaking of which, that Lion King video. Anyway, we'll come back to that next episode. But, um, uh, yeah, so Mike Brown, when he was murdered by the officers in Ferguson, the situation was going on, they yeah. did an interview with ASAP, and they asked him about it, and he was just saying, just because I'm black, do I have to? I'm paraphrasing, guys. So he was like, just because I'm black, do I have to be a civil rights activist or do I have to talk about black issues? He was like, I'm out here getting money. Um, da, 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 da. He said this some funny shit. He said, said some funny shit. I'm in these streets. I'm in these streets. I'm in the studio. I'm in these girls' draws. Yeah, I'm in these girls' draws. <laughs> and I was just like, what? But what's so funny to me when he said that, I just heard my high school friend, a Destiny, not my best friend, the other Destiny, go, I don't wear draws. I'm a lady. I wear panties. Every time I heard him say that quote, I hear her in my head say, I don't wear drawers. I wear, I'm a lady. I wear panties. Anyway. <laughs> so the I backlash isolate. from what he said there, a lot of people were like, well, I ain't supporting him, da, 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 because he don't, now he, now he's learning his lesson because he said all this about that now that he's in 
a situation over, over overseas where he can't he want get the out black of... support. Yeah, now he wants the black support. Da 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 da. Now, granted, well, we don't know I don't what think he wants want the black support. Honestly, but <laughs> he just want to get out. Hell, he, he get probably out. He don't, don't care who it is. Nobody support because he don't really care about shit. No, but, I'm just saying he don't care who support gets him out. He just want to get out. Right. So, I guess word got back to Crystal. It I don't know a, why I like saying her name like that. That's the way it looks. But Crystal. Um, her name is Crystal. Crystal? Yes, okay. not Crystal. There's no gotcha. T in it. All right, so Crystal. Um, it got back to Crystal, and I guess they asked her about her opinion on it, and she, she had said an episode said. of her podcast, and of course they cover it. It's not, nobody asked her her opinion. It was on Twitter. No, I'm saying nobody asked her her opinion. They was talking to, she was just making a commentary because that's what her job is. I didn't hear it on the pod. You heard it on the pod? No, I didn't. I thought it was on the pod. It was just on no, Twitter. It was on Twitter. Yeah, but I don't think anybody asked her for her opinion. No, it was literally somebody retweeted her with the situation. And then she was like, oh, well, da 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 da. Okay. That and wasn't the story that I got. I'm telling you what I saw. I saw okay. the tweet, but um, so basically, I guess Joe Button on his episode, he ended up kind of backfiring on it. He didn't really say her name, but you knew he was talking about her because they kind of have Twitter beef a lot. Of any not Twitter beef, but podcast beef between the two uh, podcasts. Anyway, as it do is, they like, really, they kind of do. Okay, like they were literally at um, roots. Roots Fest or whatever it is. Roots, Roots Picnic. Picnic, yeah. And they were scheduled to be the two podcasts there and they pulled out because Joe Budden was there. The Reed pulled out? Yes. Is that official? That they it's pulled out because very, he was there? Well, they didn't had back and forth before though. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I'm asking. No, I'm telling you. Okay. Just telling you. You said B, like, I'm trying. Like, no, because you asked me, is it legit, legit? And I'm just like, they had back and forth before B. Okay. Um, now, whether they pulled out because Joe Budden was there, I'm gonna say yes because it's just very convenient. <laughs> you know. All right, Cardi. So how convenient, how convenient is, that? is that? All right. So I want a soundboard so bad. We do. We got to get that. But anyway, regardless. Whoa. Hey, we're fine. We're good. We're good. Everything's good. Um, <laughs> I'm panicking. I don't know. So my thing is, Joe Budden was like, "Yo, can we have some fucking compassion?" Like. Why is it that we got to be one extreme or the other extreme? Like, I understand, yes, he said some fucked up shit. He said some stupid shit. But at the end of the day, being people who have a loving heart and compassion for people when they're going through something, you don't want to see nobody go through no effed up stuff. My hand is up right now. Who said people had a compassion, loving heart for people? People don't have that. They should. That's what we're saying. Be should. You said being people who have. I'm like the internet. I said, why can't we be people? Oh, that's okay. what Joe I was saying. Well, that's what he said verbatim was like, we got to have some level of compassion for the situation. And I'm saying I agree with what he's really saying because we're so quick to once we're we're becoming a less forgiving people, I guess you could say. And she Especially was like, when it comes to our people. And she was like, nah, B, ain't no forgiveness, ain't no compassion. I said what I said. Right. And that's cool. You ain't got to agree with it. You ain't even got to have no compassion for them. But if we think that you're a fucked up person because of it, then that's our opinion too. But this is my thing, though. You're like, a fucked up person for it. Just as just, fucked up as he was for saying what he said. I just feel like 
And in the grand scheme of things, sometimes things don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, does that even matter right now? About what he said? Yeah. Does that matter really at don't. this moment? Because, A, he's in a situation where he shouldn't be in because he was being harassed and followed and provoked. And then when he acted, that's when the law wanted to get involved to make justice. an example out of him. And injustice anywhere, anywhere is a an, is a threat to injustice everywhere. That was Martin Luther King's quote. So, aside from what he said or what he did, he and once we get him out of harm's way and back on U.S. soil, then we can have somebody have a conversation with him. Because I he bet you, ain't even gonna have to have the conversation. I bet you his mind has changed. Uh, yes, I bet you. Yes. Why can't we just let life teach life people, people teach people the lessons, lessons. exactly? And that's literally what people, Joe Budden said verbatim. Let people have to eat their words. That's exactly what he said verbatim. And my thing is, I was like, okay, maybe it's an age thing. Joe Budden is like damn near forty some years or about to be forty probably. Whatever the case is, if he's not. I just already. don't think that has anything to do with age. I think that's all your as your me and my family say. All that is is your heart posture. That's okay. exactly how your heart is positioned. And my thing is and that it's says a, a lot, lot of, about you. And it's it's toxic because her and her position to have that emotion and to spew that out over the airways, it can transfer. I don't think it's as toxic as people are trying to make it because there are people who feel like that. Whether she said that publicly or That's not, why it's toxic, people though. were going to feel that way regardless. That's like the whole Trump thing. He just gives people a license to say the racist stuff that they already been feeling and been suppressing. She just gave people a license to be who they are. And I agree with what you're saying, but hear me out. What I, when mm-hmm. I say it's toxic is because when someone has a voice that's going to speak for what it is that they feel, then they rise. You know what I'm saying? It's the same way with Trump. These people may have felt this way deep down, but they didn't have a voice that made them confident to bring that out. I, I, if it's in your heart, it's in your heart. No, I'm saying I personally wouldn't say toxic only because it could be people on the opposite side who view Joe Button's rhetoric as toxic. And I don't think that's apples to apples comparison. It just was how she felt, which she's valid. And like you said earlier, she valid in feeling how she feel. But the way we going to look at you for feeling that way. You got to deal with it. You just going to have to deal with the consequences. It's still fun. I, it's toxic. I still feel it's toxic because my thing is people can feel this way. But then when you have somebody that validates how you feel, then it makes it that much worse. I mean, we can and agree a lot disagree. of these people are being validated in how they feel now. Because when somebody, when you feel a certain way, and then when somebody tell you that you're wrong, it make you think about it for a second. Some people know. Some people they don't. Bruce, you've talked to people who were so set in their ways about a certain thing. You just like screw it. The reason why I know it made people think about it because a lot of times when they do feel that way, and then you say how you feel about it, now they can't let it go because now they're thinking like, damn, well. In their mind, they're thinking like, well, how could somebody say that I'm wrong about this? So now it's got them thinking, so they won't shut up about it. I think you're giving people a lot more credit. And I'm glad that you have such a positive outlook on life. I am. Because I don't... I, How's that a positive outlook on life? That, I'm just saying what it is. That you're making a person investigate their beliefs. 
that they're willing to do that. That would be a great reality if once somebody heard an a view that was a view that was adverse to what they believed, that it would make them investigate and talk out why they feel the way they feel. I think a lot of people have a stance, take that stance, and don't think nothing else of it. Whether you say the sky is green or not, and if they think it's purple, like that's just what it is for them. I don't agree with you on that, but that's fine. And the reason why I don't mm-hmm. is because that this is why we have these discussions in general. This is why <clears throat> stuff gets changed. This is why change happens. Because as long as nobody, as long as someone has this idea and nobody challenges, uh, challenges it. it, then that idea is going to stand. And it's going to stand, it's going to stand, it's going to stand. Then when someone's challenging it, and whether it's right or wrong, whether they're challenging it or not, it creates a dialogue. It creates a conversation. It creates tension. It creates An atmosphere where something something has to give. Yeah, it creates a thought. I understand that. It's a conflict. So my thing is, when you have someone who validates your fucked up way of thinking, even though you may not feel as fucked up, you just like... Somebody's validating exactly what I said. Right on, sister. It's the same way with like when bitches be like, yes. And then a motherfucker be like, yes. <laughs> like you're validating my yes. Like I felt the same way. Now you're a, it's an even stronger belief now. Like a girl thought your edges was fleeky. Then the next girl thought your edges was fleeky. Now you really feel like your edges are fleeky right now because two people done said it. It's like likes. It's validating it. Okay. Not saying that that's toxic, but I'm saying it's toxic because of it being, you know, irresponsible for her to feel that way. It's a fucked up way in your heart, like you just said, but she doesn't feel that way. It's, yeah, whatever. I'm off my soapbox. (laughs) (sighs) Say about to the people, babe. You got anything else for us? We gonna leave it like that. Follow us on our our (laughs) IG. Big things popping. Yeah. Very, very soon. We should be dropping this in the morning, right? Yeah, we're going to be dropping it so in the morning. We're going to try to get this on time. You'll have this on a Saturday. The reason why everything has been kind of effed up, because they changed my schedule again, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> and now on Fridays, instead of getting off early. So basically, I was working from like 10 to 6. Then they gave me another option. They were like, well, you can come in at 2 and leave at 9. I was like, oh, I'll take that. I'll sleep in any day. So now I get off very, very late, but that was the day that we promised y'all that we was going to report the podcast. And the reason why I was going to work was because I was getting off work earlier at first. Now I'm getting off even later. So now we're recording it in the butt crack of, you know, midnight, but yes. it is what it's it is. literally what we do like for y'all. one in the morning right now. This is what we do for you. Why did he have on that Randy Watson outfit? Sunday's best is back y'all. And I got to watch it. I love Kurt Franklin. Did you see the video I sent you of the man outside with the megaphone telling him that uh, he letting people burn in hell? That Kurt Franklin letting people burn in hell? We are not about to leave on that note. No, I'm just saying, did you, you watch told me that about video? It, but I, you didn't send it to me. He was like, and you up there at the BET Awards with your Michael Jackson moves. And Kurt, <laughs> I was, I wish Kurt would have been like, well, sir, since you're so safe, how do you know what Michael Jackson moves look like? <laughs> But him and that Randy Watson outfit just made me weak. All right. Well, I'm tired. Thanks for listening, y'all. So let's get out of here. Say bye to the people, babe. New things coming soon.
Y'all gonna like them. Y'all gonna like them. Y'all gonna like them. And y'all better be on the train because. On what train? Of being a podcast listener. They are. Part of the if they listening to this, they a podcast listening. I'm talking about for the new people. Be on the train. Yeah. Keep okay. listening. Keep listening. Don't fall off. Because we got special things for the people who are like faithful listeners. All right, Bruce. You're doing too much. I'm not. Come I want to do something special for them. So. Night, y'all. <laughs> or bye, y'all. Whatever I'm supposed to say. <sighs> I'm tired, bro. Music major. I see you looking what you're looking at. Boy, you so late, get out the past. Watching me walk away, you want it back. I know, I know, yeah, I know. Heard you been asking my friends about me. Trying to see where I've been. Trying to see you one week. Trying to slide back on the slit, yeah. I know you mad and your feelings. Yeah. You were sleeping on the cage, yeah. Now I got you feeling sick. And you madder than a bitch. Yeah. Oh, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang. Like a boomerang. Sorry to say, it's nothing you hovering. I let you go, before you just go away. I hate to say it, but shit ain't the same. No. Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang. Sorry to say, it's nothing you hovering. I let you go, before you just go away. I hate to say it, but shit ain't the same.